how much did you love that we have another desert planet in, in this <laughs> in thing? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Nemoidians and Toydarians of all ages, welcome to The Fet and the Furious, a show where fellow like-minded bad babies have formed an alliance to discuss, review, theorize, and wax intellectual over any and all things related to the galaxy far, far away. My name is John, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host and fellow rebel scum, Travis, to discuss the first two premiere episodes of the long-awaited live-action Star Wars Disney Plus streaming series, Ahsoka. If all you know about the Star Wars franchise is the feature films, you might not even be aware of who Ahsoka Tano is. Since her debut in the animated Clone Wars series, she has grown to become a fan favorite for those who watched all the animated material. But being unaware of a character shouldn't stop anyone from sampling her debut as a leading character in Disney Plus's newest streaming series. All you should really need to know is that Ahsoka is a powerful warrior with two lightsabers, not just one, skilled enough with the Force to beat up battle droids and make off with a map that just might lead to a major villain. That's all you should really need to know. But showrunner and character creator Dave Filoni has decided to make this a glorified continuation of her previous animated outing, Rebels, which ran for four seasons, itself a glorified sequel to the Clone Wars animated series, which spans a daunting 133 episodes over a sprawling seven seasons. That is a lot of material for the casual viewer to be expected to not just be aware of, but have consumed in order to grasp who these characters are, what their history with one another is, and how they got to the point in time where the story set up in these first two premiere episodes takes place. After the first few scenes, it becomes fairly clear that the biggest challenge Ahsoka faces is simple. How do they build a new Star Wars series that longtime fans will love without leaving newcomers in the dust? There is a lot of backstory and exchanges on display that highlight one big problem for Ahsoka is trying to cram the knowledge accumulated by decades of world building in books, film, and TV shows into a couple hours of television. Creator Dave Filoni, considered to be a protege of Star Wars creator George Lucas and the backbone of the television series, can fall into Lucas's own bad habit of getting too distracted by the world he's building to make the narrative consistently compelling. Now, Travis, you and I have both kind of been vocal about how excited we are and were for this series, and we have a bunch of very positive things to say about the first two episodes. We've gone on record about our excitement, but 
as someone like me who has seen little to none of the animated stuff featuring these characters, did you find it as daunting as I did that this show seemed to care so little about us, quote unquote, casuals when it comes to these characters? <laughs> yeah, I will correct one thing. Ahsoka was introduced in a movie that was in theaters. It was just an animated movie and it was awful. And then, that uh, no yeah. one likes, right? That no one likes. Yeah, yeah. Not a good introduction. She's very, very annoying if memory serves in that. And then Clone Wars made her more bearable and a, a good character by the time everything was said and done. And yeah, yeah. I've seen all the Clone Wars and like in most of Rebels now. And even I was kind of lost at times. So I. I yeah. I've read how Rebels ends and everything like that. And it's still mm-hmm. kind of... Like, I'm midway through season three of Rebels currently, and fucking Sabine still isn't being trained by Ahsoka at this point in the story, so it... <laughs> there's going to be a falling out very soon with all of this, and it, it is a little off-putting. Well, that that's kind of like one of the things that got to me almost the most. Um with these first two episodes, because I'm not, I said casuals kind of sarcastically, like by no means am I a casual. Like I've read so many books of the new extended universe and the old Mm -hmm. extended universe. I have consumed far too many star Wars comic books, both from the old Canon and the new Canon that any grown man should be proud to have consumed. (laughs) But with this show, like you just mentioned the Sabine and and um, Ahsoka rolling out. Apparently, Travis, I was talking to some of my friends in real life who are all caught up on Rebels. And I was like, so what happened with Sabine and Ahsoka? And they're like, oh, we actually don't know. That's one of the mysteries that the show is setting up. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. So that's not even like even a being trained by the end of Rebels. Or is it? I believe I, I I don't know I haven't seen it but in, in the, the point that I'm at she's uh, she has a fucking lightsaber now so. okay okay yeah, yeah very notable one for the, these TV shows with the dark saber but yeah okay yeah I I don't know and and like my 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 buddies were saying you know there's some things that um they're trying to pick up on like the mysteries that they're kind of consumed with right now, like the relationship, like what was the falling out? How did Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character, like it promoted to general, like what's her position in the new Republic? All of these things um, are things that haven't taken place in any of the animated series. I am watching this thinking I'm missing like everything that's going on. Yeah, I assume that all that stuff happened in rebels. So that's interesting. I guess we're, somewhat in the same boat where we at least know who the characters are somewhat, but people who are even more casual than us are, I don't know how they're going to enjoy this as much. I, I'm, I'm trying to think about like the original, uh, like A New Hope, it starts in the middle of established characters' conflict or whatever, but this just feels a little different. Yeah. Because the thing with A New Hope and the stuff that always... What I think resonates with me, like, and I think the majority of the world with Star Wars is that when 
this new world and lore and kind of outpouring of imagination from George Lucas came to be in, in 77. Mm -hmm. Um, It was obviously there was conflict and there were relationships and there were pasts and exposition that we weren't being told. It was being very purposefully withheld from the audience, but it is so recognizable if you even have like an adolescence um, media literacy where it's like, Oh no, I know these kinds of stories. Like even a baby, not a baby, but like anyone who's seen like more than like 10 movies or read like more than 10 books or, or heard more than 10 stories, like understands whether they recognize it or not. Like the, basic core fundamentals of things like the the hero's journey and what a mm-hmm. character arc is and and how something should begin and how something should end and how like a character starting on a farm and then going into Oz like Dorothy like how all of those things like kind of work so it has like so much fundamental um at play where the thing with Ahsoka is like and it's a problem I've there always had. Plenty what? of <laughs> stories where an alien woman was raised uh, was a Padawan to a uh, the most evil Sith Lord in the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, and then they don't even like explain that, and they yeah, just like no men- well, they, I guess they do say that Anakin trying to, but yeah, I don't know. But you need like years and years and years of consuming this media like imagine if like all you saw were the movies and then you heard that very brief throwaway line where it was like is that what anakin did for you and then it's just like over and done with and you're like did they just say darth vader's name you know what i mean like you know this there's a required wikiing for this show if you haven't seen this stuff and i think that's a problem like a recap would have done wonders of like establishing who this character is and everything, but everything they could possibly show in a recap is animated. And they could have have hired a younger actress and repeated beats uh, in live action. And that would have been nice. Expensive maybe, but. (laughs) Yeah. But like you could have like a, a dream sequence where like she's going to sleep and she's having dreams of fucking, Anakin or Vader and like yeah 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 there's any number of things but yeah that, you just have to watch 85 hours of television and it's all kind of aimed more towards kids slightly like it's not not for babies completely but it's juvenile though right yeah yeah there's a good amount of it that is yeah I because this thing it's does more juvenile hurt. than the movies I would say. Oh, a hundred percent. But like, I kept episode one. This thing starts with a scroll, though, right? Like, and if they said, like, it says former Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. If it said former Jedi Knight and once Padawan to Anakin Skywalker during the Clone Wars before his downfall and turn to the dark side, yeah, like, that's that's adding half of a sentence. That's adding a comma. And what I just said, and you would have been like, you know, if you were brand new, you would have been like, oh, shit, this lady was Anakin's, like, 
you know, Anakin was her Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And you would have had that knowledge as an outsider going in. Like, they went out of their way to give us a scroll, right? Yeah, there would have been pertinent information to include. (laughs) But it it wasn't included for one reason or another. It just kind of, like, set the grounds to give us... Well, they tell us about Thrawn. And but they, they didn't even say who Thrawn was. They said, like... The, uh, the grand, the last Grand Admiral, yeah, Grand Admiral Thrawn, and it, it's very strange, some of the way they're, they're building the story. To be clear, I do like the show so far, but yeah. <laughs> As do I. We just had to start with, like... It was the way. They're not fucking explaining anything in a, a reasonable way. No, no. And and the opening um the opening scroll is it all red and it's The evil galactic empire has fallen and a new republic has risen to take its place. However, sinister agents are already at work to undermine the fragile peace. So like we know this if we've been watching The Mandalorian, right? So it's mm-hmm. telling us where this thing takes place and it's telling us something we already know. So now we have our time and place, right? A plot is underway to find the lost Imperial Grand Admiral Thrawn and bring him out of exile. Once presumed dead, rumors are spreading of Thrawn's return, which would galvanize the Imperial remnants and start another war. No context for who Thrawn is other than some exiled Grand Admiral, right? Yeah. No, like, Imperial Grand Admiral Thrawn. Master Technician, anything like that. Just Why is he a big deal? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very simple adjectives. Master Technician and one of the most vicious forces that Emperor Palpatine had at his command. Like... Mm -hmm. Boom. You know, and I'm not saying I'm a better writer than Dave Filoni. I'm just no, saying. No, it's, it's just like, would have liked more for the explanation that isn't watching so much for children. Sure. Yes. Former Jedi Knight Ahsoka Tanu captured one of Thrawn's allies and learned of a secret to map, which is vital to the enemy's plan. Ahsoka now searches for the map as her prisoner, Morgan Elizabeth, is transported to the new republic for trial dot 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 not four dots like most star wars three dots um <laughs> i kind of wish it was like you know like when you read uh a comic book where it's like editor's note as seen in the mandalorian season two episode eight yeah or something yeah. Like that. yeah yeah Could i'm sure i'm sure disney plus probably included a uh, a feature on there like for recapping Ahsoka's story, probably, you would hope, right? Well, I, I did click the extras today oh, uh, I- before rewatching it, uh, kind of in hopes of that. And um, I was given nothing more than a trailer. <laughs> so, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess yeah. they're relying on YouTube to explain it all. Uh I mean, a, a little like the Ahsoka collection, like get caught up before blah, blah, blah. So, you know, you can understand who the hell this person is because 
like I I like this character from some comic books that I've read. I really think the performance of Rosario Dawson just kind of being who she is and being almost like beyond commanding in terms of uh screen presence. Yeah, yeah. You notice her anytime she's on. Yeah, yeah. And you know like what she's feeling, what she's portraying, how she, how she's doing. Um kind of almost instantly. Um, and I think that's really working in their favor here. But one of the things like, and I hate to say this and I'll probably get fucking, you know, tarred and feathered by star Wars fans. Like who are like the, the diehards, like listening to this. One of the things that always kind of turned me off from the Dave Filoni side of things is one of the same reasons that kind of like turns me off from uh, the prequels. Although there are parts of those that I like, and it's where, Lucas sacrifices um, some of the, the stuff that really attracted me to Star Wars, which was the kind of world building by showing, not by telling. Yeah. Um, the, again, the kind of going back to media literacy, that kind of like exploring really similar stories to like tried and true tropes that, that we know and love, the samurai story, the knight's tale. Um the Western stuff along those mm-hmm. lines uh, in he, he always kind of seemed to in his later days from the prequels on preferred cramming a lot of like, here's everything happening in the world. Exactly why it's, it's happening. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't mind going to a planet and they're just being like a bunch of like, globular like muck people and like yeah. just being like oh look at this fucking muck planet instead of just being like we have to meet king tatar of the muck world and blah 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 like like i i don't want to know why we're going there for <laughs> trade route purposes because this is where they mine whatever mineral they need to build whatever the fuck they need over there in part of the war efforts like i i don't necessarily care as much about that stuff but Filoni and Lucas like love that stuff, dude. Like it's it's almost inescapable when you ever see either of their names directly involved in in something post um like nineteen ninety seven, really, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um from your experience with Clone Wars and Rebels, it's a lot of that, right? There's a good amount of that. I uh for me, the thing I don't like about the animated stuff as much is that there's a lot of filler in it. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, just uh, the good episodes are really good. There's just a lot of them that only exist. And I don't want to spend 20 minutes on a throwaway thing, kind of. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But then there's like that two minutes of stuff you need to know in that yeah, throwaway thing. Of course, of course. Uh so you kind of have to be there for the whole ride, right? <laughs> Which is a bummer. I did watch a couple episodes of um, of Rebels, and I actually skipped to one of the later episodes of Rebels um, earlier today. Well, like today, as in like at like three in the morning when like I couldn't sleep, and before going back to sleep, where Ahsoka actually had to fight Darth Vader. Have you ever seen this? Uh, once I think, but I don't, 
I think I pulled it up on YouTube once because I it's one of the things I wanted to see in Rebels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't recall which episode it's in. Like, whether it's in, like the last season, which where I would expect it to be, kind of. But uh. it is, it is. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, it it has a very good line that is echoed in this. Um, in, in this episode, actually, because like the first episode starts off after the 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 weird the scroll was in red, right? Which was yeah. uh, different. Different. Um, did you like the music? I know some people are freaking out about it. They like it so much. Oh really? Yeah, no, the yeah. music is fine. I did take special note to it. The uh, the only music parts in this uh, show that I've noted. Uh, in particular, were the uh, the Sabine music she listens to at one point because it sounds uh, <laughs> like real world stuff, but it's gibberish. Yeah, yeah, it's it's absolute gobbledygook. It's kind of fucking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. The other day, um, I had a client on the telephone, and um, they just wanted to hear what they were saying. They didn't care what I had to say. Um, and like my boss heard me, I guess, from the other room and, and has the ability, like we have the ability to like tap into each other's phone conversations. Oh, and yeah. we're like direct messaging each other through Slack, like, man, this lady really doesn't get it, does does she? And I was like, I could literally just start saying gobbledygook right now. She doesn't care. She's just waiting for her turn to speak. And he sends me like an LOL. And I just go like, watch this. The second this woman finished her sentence, I was just like, Gobbledygook, boogity 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 understood. And then she just starts talking again, and like <laughs> it was a good talking time. to my mom. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Where you could just say like, yeah, my mom doesn't listen to what other people have to say. She just she wants to talk. Yeah, she just wants to talk and wants to be heard. And as long as yeah. you're pretending to listen, they're fine with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, after the, the, the one thing I, I will say with the music, like it was done by the dude who did all of the Clone Wars and um, and Rebels and Bad Batch and all these animated oh, shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is like his first like big live action thing for a Star War that he's gotten the opportunity to do, which is cool. Like, oh, I never realized I thought it was the same guy that did, uh, or I assume it's both of them then. The, uh, they kind of did the Mandalorian themes and all that. Uh. You kind of wish it was because, like, that guy's the best composer. Like, I think he is alive. involved in this, right? Surely. He is not, dude. Yeah. That's the thing. They're like, I wanted to go back and get the guy who did the animated movie score. It's like, oh, instead of the guy who literally just scored Oppenheimer, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You literally have this guy on your payroll and you could have gotten like the best living composer. And then the guy who did fucking Andor is uh, Nicholas Bertel, who like we both really fucking dig too. Like he did Moonlight mm-hmm. and he does the succession music, which is like arguably one of the best television themes of all time. Right. Like, yeah, that's a good theme. That's a very, very good theme. Yeah, that theme absolutely fucking rules. Like every time it comes on, like you could, I would like legitimately just like listen to that song and not be like made fun of. Like I listen to a lot of like 
film scores and shit yeah. like that as like background music while I read or draw or or work or anything along those lines. And sometimes it's like weird, like if someone walks into the room and like hears it, they will think I'm like a weirdo. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, I uh, I do have to clarify. Yeah, just you know, Ludwig Gorenson is involved in the Speeder Chase song. He, really? Yeah, just that one song, I guess. But this and that that's very telling. <laughs> the the one that you liked that yeah, the one that stood out. Is, yeah, yeah special note of yeah. Yeah is done by the guy who's clearly a super talent that they could have had do this entire yeah. thing. But I mean, it's cool that the animated guy got to do it. I just think it sounds, <laughs> I think it sounds like a guy who scores animated stuff as opposed to. It's a bit like when they bring the actors from the, the, the Clone Wars cartoon and into live action. Sometimes that uh, works out. All right. But yeah. Like Kate Seckoff, right? Yeah. She does. All right. Uh, She's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, but, uh, it, it helps that she looks like the character, right? Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're not. You're saying that you would have preferred the lady who voiced Harley Quinn over uh, over Marco Rami. No, <laughs> no. I uh, said nothing of the sort. Yeah. No, there are sections of the internet who say that though, and I'm like, I hey, had no idea what the uh, animated actress looks like. I, Probably an old lady. That lady's got to be like <laughs> yes. seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suspect that is accurate. Uh, she voiced like Tommy Pickles, right, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, she should definitely be brought in for the Rugrats live action film. Yeah. Obviously, if they do live action uh, Simpsons, do you for think they should have? There right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very ageist. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it was funny. It was funny. I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to uh, judge. Like literally yeah, I had yeah. to sit on a stool for this thing and I had to give myself like a fucking hemorrhoid enema, like literally before <laughs> coming on the show. So it's only a matter of time. Like I shop in the same aisle as, as yeah. diapers, basically when I go to a oh, yeah, CVS. I get it. Yeah. So I get it. Um, yeah, you think they could could have Hank Azaria if they did a Simpsons live action play a poo? You think that would go over well? Ah, if a poo still existed. He does not, yeah. He yeah, does not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they got somebody else to play Lenny at this point. Or Carl, rather, I'm sorry. Um for like the same reason. For like the same reason. Um so this show, after the the weird red scroll, um, scroll, scroll, I, I'm, I keep confusing <laughs> myself after our horrible secret invasion episodes. Um, we, we're on like that prisoner transport ship with the carrying the lady uh, who was captured, this Elizabeth lady. Yes, from um, Mando season two, episode four or whatever. The Ahsoka something. episode. Yeah, yeah. The Ahsoka episode is called The Jedi. Um, ah, yes. Yeah, I, I dug the opening of this because it reminded me of Star Trek a little bit where it's like, Captain, you are being hailed. And yeah, I was yeah like, when I was watching it, I was thinking, yeah, this is the thing that John will like where they're all in the uh, the command room. and yep, They're on the bridge. We call it the yeah. bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was liking that a lot when they're like, he's why hailing us. No. Why did they have to leave? Why couldn't he have just talked to him on a big TV screen? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it would have been on safer. And and cheaper, you know. But it's better that they go and meet these new Jedi, Jedi individuals uh, face to face in close quarters. 
Well, Filoni does something that he kind of likes to do a lot, and and I'm gonna bring it up um more when when we encounter it. But uh he likes to do a lot of like the remember that kind of lines and things along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um where it's like, how do you know they're a Jedi? And it's like they're using a Jedi hailing frequency. It's an old one, but it works. And that's like something Han Solo did, right? To yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, also the two cloaked figures coming out of the ship was very reminiscent of Attack of the Clones when we're introduced mm-hmm. to Rattail, Anakin, and, and Obi-Wan. <laughs> I don't think that's what they called the toy there, but they should have. <laughs> Rattail, Anakin. Uh, yeah, yeah and, I like all this stuff with uh, these new villains, the the fallen Jedi or whatever they are, Ray Stevenson's character. And I'm not calling them Sith. I'm calling them bad Jedi's. Yes, yeah, they're they're definitely not. Uh, it's hard to talk about them without talking about everything with them. Kind of. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I like that they're mercenary, not Sith. And mm-hmm. it makes me think of samurai, where they're uh, like a master of samurai, resorting to banditry because of being out of work. The Jedi Order is no more, so they had to find their fortunes elsewhere. Yeah, and and he is this person who like survived Order sixty six, mm-hmm. was part of the Jedi Order, basically survived the fall of the Empire by the skin of his teeth somehow and is now resorting to mercenary work, or at least that's what it, it kind of seems like. Seems like. Yeah. yeah. And at this point, like, you know, we know that Luke is out there trying to restore like a Jedi order or starting a school of sorts. It seems like he's kind of doing the same thing with this young hot chick. Um, you didn't notice it. I like that hidden inside of her hair is a little wisp of the Padawan rat tail, like the braid. Yeah. Um, and, and also, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. I like the, uh, the lightsabers being orange, not red. And just a slight off where it's like tending darker or whatnot, but they're, they're not full Sith. Yeah. And, the the line that I I was alluding to where I watched that episode of Rebels and um, Vader's like pretty cunning for a Jedi and Ahsoka's like um, you're wrong about one thing I'm no Jedi or something along those lines like he basically Ray Stevenson says the same thing he's like pretty stupid for a Jedi and he's like well you're wrong about one thing I'm not a Jedi and then like force chokes him or whatever the fuck he does. Yeah, and he, the, uh, I like the action in all of these uh, episodes or whatever. There's only one little wonky bit where he's force choking the guy and the mm-hmm. old guy just turns with his hand raised and it's, it doesn't look like anything's happening to him. He's never a convincing actor. I, I think this may be like a, a cameo of an investor or some rando that isn't an actor. Yeah, one of the one of the grips like brothers who's like yeah, way into yeah, her yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what the name of the captain of this ship who hailed um the Jedi ship's name is? I do not. It's Captain Hale. Um <laughs> I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. So they free um our our main bad lady, uh Rita Repulsa. 
Morgan yeah, yeah. Elizabeth, uh, who's in a pretty cool yellow jumpsuit. I do, I do like that quite a bit. Um, I like seeing Ray Stevenson also, a guy who I think never like got it, got it, like made it, made it right. Mm-hmm. Like he had a great career, like right. Yeah, he's been in a lot of good things. I'm sure he was very financially secure with some of the the franchise stuff he had done. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in our beloved MCU, uh, and he's the best live action movie Punisher, in my opinion. But yeah, <laughs> I was about to say he made a lot of money off that one, I assume. But I love Punisher Warzone. That movie, I do too. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie absolutely shreds. It's like I'm not even like a huge punisher fan necessarily but the level of dumb violence in that is spectacular (laughs) it's so wild right Mm -hmm. um yeah and he played Voldstag, right yeah 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 one of the warriors three and what uh yeah three sort of movies right yeah yeah Yeah, he's killed off unceremoniously very quickly (laughs) yeah yeah um did you see rrr R, R, R. No, no, I, I did not. I can't get. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I've heard it's good, but yeah. yeah, it's long. That's part of it. And then I know I've seen some of the CGI stuff in it. And it's... <laughs> it's janky. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty generous. <laughs> yeah, but it's better than a lot of Marvel stuff. I will say. In recent years, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, Secret War or Secret Invasion, rather. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. No spoilers for Secret Wars just yet. No, <laughs> no, not time will tell if the uh, union doesn't pull through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. God, I hope I'm wrong. I hope everyone's wrong, and the molecule man is behind it all. <laughs> Do you think we're going to get Beyonder or Beyonders? Ah, uh, no, no. I don't know. I think it's just going to be. Tang and not outside entities that uh, no black swan. Remember the black swan? There's a rumor going around about uh, the next Doctor Strange maybe being an adaptation of Time Runs Out. And Ooh. yeah, and it just made me think that maybe Clay is going to be the equivalent of the black swan. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Who that will play X Nihilo? <laughs> Uh, yeah i love how the first issue of that hickman avengers run opens up with like mars is like being like fertile and like it grows like a garden and there's this guy named x nilo and they're like just stay here and don't bother anybody and then by like the 25th issue they're like okay by the way x nilo is like the most important character (laughs) like you gotta know everything (laughs) about this guy um, and he looked cool, right? And he does. I have a toy of him. I, uh, really? Yeah, just in a box somewhere. <laughs> he has his big, cool, golden headdress. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Um, Misshapen I mean, head, I think. It's- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big, junky uh, head. Um, but, I mean, the Marvel Studios has that tendency to, like, take the imagery from mm-hmm. that run and then just, like, not care about the characterization <laughs> so much. Like, what do they call the dog guys? Outworlders or something like that? Outriders, yeah. Yep. And then the the Black Order, they made them, like, super important, right? Yeah, yeah. I, to be fair, I like them in the comics. 
but yeah, they're different in the comics, though. Yeah, well, I say I like them, but they're not not much there. No, <laughs> they no. look cool, and I like the Thanos as henchmen. Yes, and I like that one of the henchmen is like they have a, memes and they look cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like one's like a gangly like sorcerer with rings. Like, I yeah, like that guy. yeah. I like that guy a lot. Um, yeah, we get our our title card. We were talking about how the font is very reminiscent of American Horror Story. Uh, <laughs> a bit, yeah, yeah. I like I like the uh, I like the font though. I think I think this is a very cool logo. Um. And then we're brought to a world by the name of Arcania. Um, this place looks straight out of the video game Jedi Survivor. <laughs> yeah, there's some puzzle solving stuff in it in this part of the episode that made me think of that game as well. Yeah. Space Tomb Raider with a uh with a uh like a tentacle headed like space lady instead of Laura Croft, right? Mm-hmm. An improvement, really, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm going to jerk off to a cartoon <laughs> character, I might as well have tentacles coming out of the out, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she like um, uses the underworld thing, kind of, but with lightsabers. Yeah, it's sick, man. She yeah. like opens up the uh, the floor with her. I two think she does that in uh, one of the animated series too. So it's keeping with tradition with the character. It's also doing the Dave Filoni thing that I mentioned before, where he loves to remind you of things that happened during the prequel trilogy or other movies where Anakin does that to get down that elevator. Do you remember in? Uh, yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, it's been a, a good while since I've seen the prequels. But... Been a minute. It's the, uh, it, it's like that opening like sequence where they got to save Palpatine at the beginning of the third one. And mm-hmm. they fight Christopher Lee and he's like ping ponging everywhere. And <laughs> R2-D2 pisses on some guys and then lights them on fire. Um, yeah. 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 That all happens. Yeah. And, and remember they're trying to get up an elevator and like Obi-Wan's like this droid's taking forever. And Anakin's like, he's trying at least the droid's trying. <laughs> like Anakin's like real pissed at Obi-Wan. About this droid that he will barely remember like in yeah. years later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, after she gets the the MacGuffin ball, um, and like <laughs> solves the a repaint for, of the, the ball from the first Guardians movie. Who can say? Who can say? Um, it probably is. Do you think they just cut the head off the Indiana Jones like thing from the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and like filed it down to a ball, and they just keep whittling away at this poor fucking prop? Yeah, yeah. One thing that I think they could have done that would have made this part more engaging is explain how the puzzle works a bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, in Raiders of the Last, the Last Art, there's like a riddle for like which goblet you, you have to drink out of or whatever. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. like that where we can see and kind of guess with Indy instead of just him doing stuff and figuring it out and twisting parts around like a, a Hellraiser box. Yeah, and you like you see him like touch all the floor panels to figure which one like shoots the arrows. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and with the, the little pillars, it makes me think of uh, the Fifth Element too, where they mm. they figure out they put water and the elements in each on each of the pedestals. Yeah, or that mystery in uh, Die Hard Three where they have to solve with the water. Remember, it's like how many gallons of water do I weigh on this scale? 
I don't remember that. I, uh, you don't remember Die Hard with a Vengeance, Simon says, or whatever his name is. I think uh, I only remember the beginning, but uh, Bruce Willis having to do racial slurs in a bad area. Yeah, that does happen. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's only I remember about that one. Yeah, I saw that movie in theaters with my grandfather, and uh, keeping up the tradition of having seen every other Die Hard movie in the theater since I was four years old, uh, he took me to go see that one because my grandpa apparently didn't give a fuck about R-rated movies and taking me to go see them. Uh, it was a good time. No one did. <laughs> yeah, no one really did. We were smoking cigarettes in the movie theater, and I was seven, so it wasn't oh. that big. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm joking. It's I'm joking. Fine. He it's was, fine. but yeah. He died of lung cancer, but, uh, um, oh, no. no, I'm joking. He died of COVID. He was 99 years old. He lived a, a full life, you know? Um, I love these HK assassin droids. I think these things are tits. Yes. Uh, when she pops up and the one's just kind of waiting for her. Mm-hmm. Menacingly looks yep. great. And yep. flipping a coin, like you smoking played Knights of the Old Republic, so you yeah. may recognize the a previous HK unit that looks different from these, and that's really my only gripe with it is that they don't look like the one I I've known first. The ones that were uh, canonically like twenty thousand years in the past. Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> yeah. You think they wouldn't have that same branding for so long, but very yeah. durable droid. Yeah, but it's kind of like the iPhone. Like my first yeah. iPhone it's was true. different. But still yeah. kind of similar, you know? Yeah, yeah. That was HK-47. Um, this is HK, who knows? Who knows? 69. Nice, nice, nice. Um, <laughs> 420, I would say, yeah. 420, yeah, by this time, yeah. They were like waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the strand of uh, Ahsoka's favorite weed, HK-420. <laughs> Hydro Kush, 420. Yeah, yeah. It's also her AOL and it's a messenger handle. Um <laughs> So are you familiar with, uh, is it Hugh Yang? Is that this fucking guy's name? The sassy butler droid? Um, I want to say yes, but I'm not 100% sure. I think he's like a, a Jedi droid, but I thought it'd be like a, for the trainees or something. That's what I found on, on Wikipedia today, that he's been around for like hundreds of years, basically for the Padwans. He like is the droid that, like, helps them build lightsabers. As like, oh, okay, see, I thought it was, like, a, like a combat training droid or something. But Similar, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, but whenever I see him here, he doesn't look like he'd be very mobile. No, he's very sassy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all the talkie droid sidekicks in Star Wars have their sass chip up to overdrive set, yes. set to overdrive for most every droid in star wars has some personality it's one of the good things about the series yeah even the ones that yeah me too it's even the ones that don't speak english like they have something to say right mm-hmm. like r2 pisses on somebody and like <laughs> laughs <laughs> about fire. It. what he was saying was fuck you yeah Not go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. No more Roger Roger droids. Those things even had a little bit of sass. Oh, those kind of suck. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but they still got I, I sass. Bad they, yeah, no, yeah, they're fine. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the self destruct sequence is kind of neat. It like <laughs> it looks pretty good for television. Yeah, the explosion is good. Uh, I did wonder why, since a couple of them were still mobile, why would they not run after her? <laughs> True. <laughs> Uh, hard to escape a uh, and a self-destruct sequence that is tracing your ass down at 
the same speed you can run. Yeah, but this thing has like the bandwidth of a fucking hydrogen bomb. Like it, like <laughs> it's a bomb. Yeah, like, yeah. I was not expecting it to like blow up the whole planet. Basically, I didn't until I saw her running. So I just she knew better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. Sastroid gets a uh, a call from the New Republic. Basically, like, letting them know about the jailbreak, and they end up going to uh, some sort of New Republic base, and when they're inside the hangar, they meet Mary Elizabeth Winstead in a uh, green makeup with a green tentacle hat on. I had no (laughs) idea who this character was. Um, Her name is General Hera, right? Sindula, yes. Uh, She's... From Rebels. Uh, and Clone Wars, maybe? No? No, 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 just Rebels. Okay. Um, was she a, a member of the ship Ghost yes. or something? Yes, yeah, she's one of the main characters. I don't think she really has a ton of personality. That's kind of how about a lot of the Rebels characters, where they don't have a whole lot of distinct personalities for me. Yeah, and there, I think that... A few of them have their moments, but it's not... Yeah. Do you think it's helpful in live action uh, casting actresses like Mary Elizabeth Winstead and um, Rosario Dawson? Just because, like, even if there's no personality, there is emotion with these with these yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the second re- uh, second watch of these episodes, I was picking up on a lot more of what Winstead was doing with what wasn't really a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of, like little subtle things that. Give her performance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Winstead's eyes, particularly, they have these crazy, Absolutely. like, yeah, yeah. Crazy. And she's blue married contact. to only one, so this is an epitism. And that's crazy, right? She's that actress is married to. I should be terrified. Yeah. Ewan McGregor, not Alec Guinness. Imagine she's <laughs> with, widowed to Alan McGinnis. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You married her Sir when she was like a baby. Sir, Does that I'm sorry. Make her a lady? I, I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wish the United States had Lord and Lady equivalents. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we could have like, um, I, I don't even fucking know, Lord Vin Diesel? Like, who, who the fuck are they? <laughs> Lord Al Pacino? Yeah. yeah. Lord Dwayne <laughs> Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Lord Vince McMahon, Vincent McMahon. Like, who would Trump have lorded? It would have been Vince McMahon, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. And that you and Joe Rogan. <laughs> Good lord! Yeah, I'm glad we don't have lords and ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It still would be fun. It still would be fun. Like uh, Dame Judy Dench. She's, that's she, it. It's not like it's Dame. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's Dame. Yeah, that's like a fun uh, tongue twister. Uh, if you say. Uh, Dame Judy Dench, like that Carol of the Bells, like Dame Judy Dench, Dame Judy Dench. That's like how I that's how <laughs> yeah. I warm up for every podcast episode. Um yeah, she's like she's she's um prepared basically like a holograph PowerPoint for them about like what's going on. Uh and Ahsoka reveals that she stole the uh the star map thing, which is uh Yeah, with her explaining that it's the past page of Thrawn. Uh, I have a lot of questions about the map in general. Like, just when was this made? Who made it? Why did they make it? <laughs> Thrawn's in exile. I did YouTube the end of Rebels with Thrawn and Ezra being cast off into hyperspace somewhere. 
it's not I, purgatory. It's like what are the names of those whales? Uh, it sounds like paradise. Yeah. It's not that word, but it's something sounds it's similar. Purgatory, right? <laughs> uh, it would be if we were writing it. I, I the purgatory still, I, I think that's dumb. <laughs> I think that's the actual name is purgatory. I swear to God. Like later no, on, I'm no, gonna get Peridia. Peridia, Peridia, you got it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. You got it. I had to because it can't be purgatory. <laughs> Peridia is a pretty cool name. That could be like our our seventies prog rock side projects. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Peridia, you know, Peridia Sweet, and it'll, we'll just have like cool names like in between. Um, speaking, <laughs> there's an Akbar in this scene uh, that just kind of popped up. <laughs> yeah. Always there happy is. to always happy to see uh, an Akbar, and um, another thing where like I'm like I. I don't understand what they're talking about or who they're talking about or, or what any of this means is where um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is like, you know, who can help with this. And Rosario Dawson's like, she doesn't want to see me. And I'm like, who the fuck are they talking about? Like, I, I had no idea what any of this was. And then they like change to, capital city and like Clancy Brown's there. And I'm like, are they talking about Clancy Brown? Like is, is Clancy Brown a thing? Like he would be in like an animated show. Clancy Brown's he like was in the same animated show we've been and talking about ad nauseum as this character. He's also oh, really? a Mandalorian uh, as a, a big devil guy. Uh, of the two, I think the big devil guy is funner. Yeah, Clancy Brown plays a great big devil guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of built for that role, huh? Yeah, he because he is a giant devil person. Like, yeah, I I do like seeing him here. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I like like seeing him always. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clancy Brown's like given this um this big speech to commemorate some like deviant art that they commissioned (laughs) to be like. Celebrating the end of the the Battle of Lothal or whatever. Uh, I assume that's the end of the Rebel series. How long has passed between then and now? Why are they just now? I don't know. I don't know. Did they did they find this artwork on like a Tumblr page from like the time that Rebels was still on? That's what I was curious uh, about. Who knows? Who knows? Because it's it's in the style of Rebels. It's very yes. silly. Yeah, it is. It's very silly. It, it doesn't is not Michelangelo's anything. Just <laughs> they just have uh, Mary Elizabeth's tentacle and and Rosario Dawson's tentacle. They should have like, had fun. a turtle person painting this. That would have really uh, made up for it. Just being <laughs> a little <laughs> turtle sure it's person. Not very good, but he's just a turtle person. It's yeah, yeah. He doesn't have the ambidextrous uh, the. Uh, the dexterity, rather. No, no. They should have had like a a big robot, like doing it really quickly. But he was like, he's wearing like a big like uh, beret. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like an artist, like a French robot. Just I was thinking like, of like the chef droid uh, from yeah. One of, yeah, one of those guys, but he's just been recommissioned. Yeah, exactly. Or or the uh, the chef um, alien from the holiday special recommissioned. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, B. Arthur played him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Sabine is is too cool 
to show up. Um, and we know that Sabine is oh, is too yeah. cool because she's on a motorcycle with a leather jacket listening to like crazy music. So they're like, this lady is crazy. They even say at one point, she's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we know she's crazy because she has two color hair dyes. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's working a little hard to try to sell you on her as uh, a hard ass, I guess. And- a rebel. Yeah, rebel daddy. She's a rebel. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the with the music and the hair dye and all that, and then like, motorcycle the, the face off with the police, and they're like, "Oh, why were why weren't you at the ceremony?" And said, "Oh, that was today." And it's very hacky dialogue, and it's not delivered very well. And uh, I, I just find Sabine wrong me more the second time. I found her kind of wooden for most of uh. The first mm-hmm. watch, mm-hmm. this first line though about the uh, oh, was that today? It's bad. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like very nitpicky. But uh. when I was looking up the actress, I think I showed you like the third thing <laughs> on her Google image was her wiki feet page, and I'm like, oh my god, the fucking internet remains like undefeated at this point. Uh, um, we're introduced to yet another desert planet. Um. <laughs> she lives in the Seattle Space Needle, which is just like out in the middle of the desert by itself. Mm. I'd yes. imagine getting up and down that thing is difficult, right? I see no uh, elevator being used. There is one. There is one. Uh, whenever she has to space off with one of the HK droids later, he uses it. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Does he? Is there a scene where like she's running down and there's like all action music and then it, and it goes back to the droid and it's just like elevator music and he's like checking his watch? <laughs> no, no. He gets in the elevator and then she just has to wait because it's the only way down, I guess. So okay. She can only uh, wait and stop frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we should be writing this thing. Man. They lost yeah. the, uh, the uh, technology upstairs. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the classic so- technology. It's like a Futurama where they don't have well, the will technology anymore. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently Futurama is like coming back or has already it's come back. It's already come out, but yeah, it, most resurrections, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. Like I kind of liked, remember when they did like four mini movies, like that one season was like. Yeah, that was kind of the last time that I was able to really get into it. Yeah, it's a bummer because I, I loved Futurama. Mm-hmm loved Futurama you know as as someone who was like a Simpsons guy that was my thing I always joke like Simpsons kind of raised me because I was like a latchkey kid with parents who worked and it was on from like 5 to 5 30 in syndication then there was the six o'clock news then from 7 to 7 30 in syndication then after whatever prime time was it was on at like 10 before the 11 o'clock news. And I just, I would watch six episodes of Simpsons like a day for so fucking long, five days a week for like 10 years of my life. Um, where Futurama was like, you know, we, we, I, I'm sure me, like everybody else, like heard the stories how like Matt Groening and James Brooks, those were all like Harvard guys who like went to Harvard and were like actual geniuses and things along those lines. And then, um, you know, they got famous for, well, James Brooks was famous for a lot of things. Like he created like Mary Tyler Moore and directed like 
broadcast news and shit like that. But mm-hmm. like, you know, probably their biggest money makers was like the Simpsons, but they were really, really educated for the job that they had. So having this show that was all like pseudoscience stuff and they got to like flex their math muscles. Like <laughs> when, yeah, when I was, it was coming on at around the same time as American Dad and, and Family Guy, and it felt like the smarter, the smarter show of the shows, and like adult yeah. animation at that time. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, um, remember the Harlem Globetrotters episode where they mm-hmm. do the math equation and things along those lines? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. they say yeah. good algebra for the last fucking two minutes to the. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Um, they, I, you know, I was in like accelerated math classes and shit like that. And, you know, I had a teacher who was like, you want to see something crazy? And he like went over that whole formula and how oh, it right. worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all like legit. It's like super, super complicated stuff that this like doctor of like physics had to explain to like a class of like 19 year old stoners. It was very fun. Very fun yeah, yeah. day. Um, I know Al Gore's daughter was one of the writers for it. Interesting. Also, yeah. Yeah. I, the one I who created he, the internet? Yeah, yeah. I think he actually cameoed once or twice on the show. Yeah, I it's think. a bummer he didn't cameo like when he was running for president. We all thought he was like <laughs> everyone thought he was like a block of wood, and then like he lost, and he's like, I'm gonna go on Futurama and Saturday Night Live and show that I have a personality. Have a personality. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. a robot person. <laughs> yeah. Would have been a good idea to do like, especially because like the next decade was kind of like I don't know. It's best remembered for being the Bush years where we were constantly at war because you lost. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, kind of yeah, a yeah. bummer. Oy, oy, oy. So we go back to the Tomb Raider planet, which is <laughs> blown up at this point with yeah. all of our bad guys now. Right. Um, and we find out they find out rather that Ahsoka has stolen this map. Um, and when the, the young uh, female, um, Jedi, bad Jedi mercenary ladies. Like, what is this place? She's like, this was a stronghold temple built by my ancestors, the night sisters. Um, and then sends, sends that girl to go find Sabine. Uh, but again, the night sisters are something we've never seen in live action. Right. No, no. Uh, and I wouldn't have guessed just by her visually, the rest of them all looked like, uh, uh, like- evil devil people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking like black metal witches or something. Just, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wanted the main one I think of was rejected Sith Lord art from Episode One, if memory serves. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're the people who brought. Uh, they they like made Darth Maul like have spider legs, right? I think so. Something like that. Uh, they're like a a sister species or a sister. Uh, Sisterhood related to Darth Maul's upbringing, too. Yeah. Yeah. And like Dothmir, the the world they're from, it like that's Harbor. It. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's a level in, in Jedi Survivor that's very fun and pretty hard. Um, <laughs> I got roast from that. That's kind of where I uh, start playing the games. The map suck. The map is tough. But if you remember where you're going and you put it on easy for the parts that you don't know how to get through, it's very fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, um, but they're cool. Like they have cool powers. They like can teleport and shit, which is neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun to see them. Like, have they been in any animated stuff? I've never watched Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, prominent in Clone Wars. Any of the the Darth Maul 
uh, related episodes typically. They're in there somewhere. Other than when he was running Mandalore, I guess. Yeah, yeah, with the night with the Death Watch. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if they showed up again in Rebels or not, but yeah. You'll find out soon. You're making your way through. <laughs> uh, it, it is entirely possible they already have it. I've just forgotten. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In the episode you watched yesterday. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm making fun of your short term memory, buddy. I'm no, sorry. no, I think it may be accurate. I want to say there were four of those that were night sisters. Yes, there were. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Right on brand. Right on brand. Back on uh, Capital City where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Um, <laughs> Was this one of the prequel to cities that we... <laughs> I don't know. I like the environments well enough in all this in the show, but they do give off prequel energy at times. So much. Like the like buildings as platforms because they're so high kind of shit. Yeah. 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 And this is like the worst of both worlds. Cause it has that. And then it has the desert, like just on the outside. <laughs> and you're like, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. We go from the uh, Coruscant to Tatooine without Abedinian planet. So convenient for Dave Filoni and uh, uh-huh. his, his very on brand style of writing. Um, yeah, Ahsoka goes to see Sabine, and the tensions are high, and I have no idea what's happening here or why that's happening. I, if I hadn't seen any, if I didn't know what the characters at all, I would assume they were used to be a couple. Pretty much all of their interactions in this show feel like they dated at one point, and then they broke up, and that's probably what they should do. Uh, but that's what a very specific sect of the internet agrees with as well, Travis, I'm sure. Yeah, you know? yeah. Now kiss is all now I can think. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> if you smush face with Mary Elizabeth Winstead, there would just be green makeup all over. All over <laughs> <the internet. laughs> yeah, what does uh, green and orange make when you combine it together? I, I don't know. We, we duck, find out. Duck, duck shit brown. You know that? Like, no, very yeah, it's not very correct. Cool. They can't just. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That very specific color of of, of goose poop. That's what that uh, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ahsoka shows Sabine the, the orb map and tells her, this is our way to find Ezra. Um, and, and that she needs her artistic mind to open it. And we know that she's artistic, again, because of her hair color. Um, and she's a rebel. So we know that she's got to be artistic. Um. Yeah, the butler. (laughs) One thing that amused me about this bit is uh, Sabine says that she needs to take the orb somewhere where she can think, and she doesn't want to tell her where. It's just her house. She just wants to go home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just very odd that she's being very uh, secretive about it. Yeah, I just want to go home. That's where I would want to go. Yeah. I got a couch. You can sit on it while I think, you know, yeah. so don't bother me, you know, or, or my weird cat thing that we haven't mentioned yet with the chicken. Yeah, we're getting there. One yeah, of the highlights. Yeah. It, just, it may be the main character. Should have been. It should have been. This, uh, this, this show is missing bad baby shit in like the worst way. And like, I know that's some of the stuff people dismiss about like <laughs> the Mandalorian, but like, that's what made one of the highlights the Mandal- of that season of it. Yeah. I mean, one of the highlights of The Mandalorian is like, oh, my God, what if Yoda baby? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, 
I still like cackle at baby Yoda every once in a while. Like they'll just turn and he'll just be standing there making some noise and makes, makes my day. That's all you need. Like, yeah. All you fucking need. Um, yeah. Butler bot, uh, sassy butler bot is like, excuse me, Ahsoka. I have to show you something. And he has somehow like, taking a look at the lightsabers and been like, listen, like I used to help babies make lightsabers and I know who this guy is. His name is Balon Skull, a Jedi who disappeared after the Clone Wars and was thought to be uh, long gone, um, but he can't recognize the other one. So it's very obvious that this is a master and apprentice situation. Yeah. Dom and sub. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she uh, is with them, but but uh, Sabine and Ahsoka, yeah, it's probably. <laughs> yeah, once they open up the lament configuration and it shows mm. what what sites it has to show them, definitely. What a crossover that would be! Oh, that, imagine that's what the Knight uh, Sisters were. They were yeah. just like Hellraisers. Cenobites, yeah. Cenobites, yeah. Chatterer comes out, you know. Not <laughs> <laughs> far off. No, no. Um, yeah, Sabine steals the ball and, and goes to her space needle. And, um, yeah, while she's, uh, lounging around trying to figure it out, um, this cat thing is, is the best. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I liked it. It's practical. Uh, in part, the, the face is definitely a Muppet and animatronics of some kind. And then uh, other times the body is CGI it's well done. It's hard to see where the CGI and the, the Muppet end. And yeah. Yeah. I like the chicken legs. Like, uh, it's, it's got nice like touch. the webbed feet. It's yeah. very fun. It's very fun. We've like seen them she- before in live action, but not really because they were just like pure CGI. <laughs> when, when, when was that? Uh, Mandalorian. We see them in okay. the bar that Cara Dune in his first met in, if memory serves. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. They look different. They're bulkier and CGI fully, and not just not as good looking. Interesting. That the, they're having Jordan Peterson talk at that bar next week. I heard. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's going to talk about why the Barbie movie was so bad or something like that. Um, of oh my god! Uh, on the way to the Space Needle, um, I should mention like. Another thing that Dave Filoni loves to do that I mentioned I would bring up every single time I see one of the things that Dave Filoni loves to do where he <laughs> likes to say, remember that thing? A probe droid pops up and comes back yeah. to uh, somebody evil in the desert, and it's very reminiscent of Darth Maul. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of when you mentioned it just now. I uh, The general probe droid made me think of Empire Strikes Back, but that specific uh, return to a, an evil Jedi, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then cool. like they look cool. Yeah, she looks particularly cool. I really like the yeah. look of this character. Um and Ray Winstone and and her. I like the I like the Dom sub relationship over there a lot so far. Um daddy daughter whatever you want to throw at it, you know. Um yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stepfather, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> not your real father. Um be sure to clarify that in the uh, the subtitle yeah. right now. I will, yeah. But Luke, I'm just your stepfather. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah, that that should have been a video if it hasn't been already. Um, I uh, while we're talking about Sabine and all that, one of her personality traits, which I don't know if it really counts as personality traits, is that she's an artist, and 
Uh, at one point, we see some other art, and it looks like uh, Max from Simon Max, uh, a uh, Stephen Frisella comic, a uh, an old animated series, and a an old Lucas Arts video game. It's it's like a drawing of a lost cat, but it looks like Max. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a very distinct kind of like childish drawing. Yeah, kinda. yeah. Yeah, you sent it to me before, and I was like, that's so spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a little different with the ear. That, that's about it. Yeah. I remember the game more than like the comic, or if it was an animated series. I've never read any of the comic. The animated series, I got like one or two episodes in. It was like, I wanted to watch it, but it was just bad timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny when Sabine, like this this whole like, this this robot butler can't figure it out, and this Jedi can't figure it out, and this mm-hmm. Emperor uh, General can't figure it out, and then she's just like holding it. And she's like, "Oh, look at this design! Oh!" And she like twists it like three times, and it just it just clicks, kind of. You know you what I mean? Twist each side once. Yep. <laughs> and then you're good. Yep. And then like a hollow map uh, comes out, but the second a hollow map comes out, a bunch of eight. HK droids and a bad lady jump out. Mm-hmm. Travis, remember when Qui Gon Jinn died? Do you remember that? And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, vaguely, vaguely. Yeah, yeah. He he got stabbed in the tummy with a lightsaber, right? Ah, uh, yes, yes, he did. I know where you're going with this, and I don't appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> It's happening a lot lately. In I just think that sometimes you can get stabbed 32 times and live, and then other times you can get stabbed once and might die from it. Just don't okay. get stabbed, but, I mean, there's no telling. Yeah, this lady definitely gets stabbed in the tummy. Um, I, I should note she... This is Jordan, though, perhaps. Maybe, maybe. Maybe she got lucky. Um, she whips out... Ezra's old lightsaber. She's got it uh, stored around. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Ezra is, too bad. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> we see um, we see a bit of uh, him in a hologram. Uh, I just from that preliminary correct. He looks kind of chubby in the hologram. I don't think that you're playing him as though. Well, I heard the hollow camera adds ten pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, um, <laughs> he had to eat space well. Well, I guess he recorded this before he knew he was taking off on this space well. I have no fucking... Yeah, he had to eat space well. The blubber... Yeah, the blubber got to him. Uh, um, What was I going to say? Um, I saw... Because she picks up this lightsaber, right? And kind of faces off against Lady Jedi for a couple minutes before getting stabbed in the tummy. Yeah, yeah, um, we get a good amount of action here for lightsaber stuff, and that's kind of what I wanted from the show. Huh? Yeah, and, and I'm thinking because I remember the kind of like outcry from the annoying people in the <laughs> Star Wars fan base when Rey first picks up a lightsaber and faces off against Kylo Ren in that wood scene and people being like, She's a Mary Sue. She picked up a lightsaber. And the first time she picked up a lightsaber, she was able to face off with a trained Jedi, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, 
today I came across a video from a gentleman by the name of Star Wars Theory, who I only know as like kind of a cunt on the internet. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he he famous was, to me for not liking Andor because of Brits existing. <sighs> uh, I would try to explain it more than that, but that's a whole that you really need to know. It, yeah. That's enough, you know it's what I mean? It's well written and acting's good, but there's works and okay. Yeah, okay. and he wears a hat in every one of his YouTube videos that says like "I heart prequels." You know about this? No, no, yeah, yeah. And he's he always has videos that have like all caps saying like "Dave Filoni replacing Catherine Kennedy confirmed?" Question mark exclamation point. Like he's got videos like that. And I was like, I wonder what this guy thinks of the Sabine facing off thing, like how mad he's going to be, <laughs> you know? And essentially he's like basically saying, cause the other one was a girl. It made more sense. And you can tell that the trained Jedi Sith was, was letting her win was like only toying with her. You could tell. And I'm like, what a stretch. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. The so. stuff with Ray never bothered me as far as her her power level or whatever. It that wasn't my issue with the prequel or the sequels, rather, uh, because it's there's magic in this universe. So if you you take note of and like, what well, the end of New Hope has Luke Skywalker destroying a Death Star, and he's never flown a fucking. A plane or a space plane? Yeah. Like speeders and things like that, but like, yeah, astronomical odds. Because yeah, he used fucking magic. Yeah, and like, there's all that like prophecy shit where like, yeah. they're saying like, this girl is someone special. Like, they're saying it like the whole fucking movie, you know? <laughs> and all they're saying about Sabine is like, she's artistic and a rebel, you know? Um, I don't know. Maybe because she has a wiki feet, this guy forgave her. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if she has any training or not before we... Uh, they tell us that... I saw the training her a little bit, but we... I haven't seen all the Rebels, so I don't know how much that was. Yeah. Or if it happened at all in Rebels. Ahsoka <laughs> gave up on her like Anakin gave up on Ahsoka and blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, that, that that's thing. not what happened with Ahsoka, though. No! No. Yeah, she left the uh, the Jedi Order of her own accord after being framed for something and clearing her name. Maybe Sabine did too. Who knows? Like, you know, Lucas has <laughs> that famous quote where he's like, it's like poetry, you know, it rhymes. Like, he's got that dumb fucking quote. With oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a tone poem? Is that what you're... A tone poem, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's a tone poem because it rhymes. It's cinematic poetry. I don't fucking know. That's the end of episode one. And now we get episode two. Do you know what the episode two title is? Uh, Toil and Trouble. Which, Toil yeah, and which Trouble. Is, yes. I really like, have a whole witch stuff in this, though. No, but Toil and Trouble is a fun thing to say. Because mm -hmm. it sounds like you're saying Toilin, not Toil and, you know? It's fun. <laughs> and it's from Macbeth. It's like Shakespeare. It's a tone poem. <laughs> <laughs> and we, and we, we're introduced uh, segue from one episode to the next yeah. thank you yeah that's uh, what Lucas would have said too and I'm sure Dave Filoni would say as his master and apprentice see it's like a tone poem it rhymes um, <laughs> symmetry 
Master and Apprentice. Uh, Sabine is alive because she can survive um, getting stabbed in the stomach with a lightsaber as long as you're not Qui-Gon Jinn. That's totally fine. <laughs> um, she's in a capital city hospital. She's being uh, looked over by one of those droids with the microphone in his mouth. I like those guys quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, she's telling Ahsoka and the butler droid basically what happened and like Ahsoka's kind of an asshole here where she's like she's like oh I can help but she's like you've done enough like she's being like a cunt kind of yeah I just got stabbed I could have died <laughs> yeah I'm your friend and I could have died and she's like I wish you were dead and like slammed the door and like threw a plate she's yeah. like I waited I cooked dinner you know like <laughs> shit like that basically and I'm yeah. just thinking in my head like Man, if you don't have a relationship with the Sokotanu that goes like 133 episodes of one animated <laughs> show and 95 of another, you're probably like, why do I care about this lady other than having Rosario Dawson be there? You know? That's uh, enough for <laughs> Yeah. It for is. Me, it no, is. No. Yeah, I, uh, for me, it is. It's what's holding it down so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like this new planet. It's called Cetos, aka uh, Bad Guy Planet. Um, it's cool. It's got like red, like trees, almost like um, like autumnal kind of like fall trees in the northeast, kind of. And it's also got a it's got a Stonehenge, uh, which I thought was pretty neat. You know, I would have liked the. Uh... Is this the same where they do the map thing again? Is that? Yeah. Well, they plug the map into a USB. Um, <laughs> the uh, Ray Stevenson and the lady do, and they're like, "Oh, we got to tell the Night Sister about this thing because we found." Oh, okay, it. so they do this three times in two episodes. Then they have our yes. four really. Uh, yeah, they're making the most out of this fucking. Yeah, yeah. Well, this map thing, it, it, I'll be happy when it's not in this the plot anymore. I don't need MacGuffins to be featured this much. We'll have another MacGuffin once this MacGuffin's gone, man. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Ahsoka inspects uh, Sabine's uh, Seattle Space Needle. She does like the uh, like Dom Toretto uh, Fast and Furious 4 where she like goes around and like hears sound clips of the stuff that happens. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, I like that she's not mean to the cat. I was expecting well, that because she's been, yeah, yeah. Well, been like such a fucking cunt like this entire time. <laughs> I thought she'd be like, oh, get away from me, cat. Um, and then one of those HK droids jumps down and she cuts its head off real quick, which was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and brings it back to the hospital and Sabine starts fucking with it and is like, listen, these things, um, they're real high tech but maybe we can get into his memory circuit or at least find out where it came from. Uh, the only problem is if I don't do it in like 30 seconds, it like launches a nuclear weapon. Um, yeah, it self-destructs. And we've seen what happens when these things self-destruct. And the fact that they don't move out of the hospital. Yeah. They're like in the children's <laughs> world. Yeah, yeah. So like in Jacobs. Yeah. They don't have long anyway. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the Make-A-Wish ward. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's at the, the Disney make a wish ward. You know what oh, I mean? No. Where you get to see like a cosplay that Ahsoka Tanu come and say hello to you. Um, 
<laughs> they, they find out that this thing is from Karelia, famous birthplace of uh, a one uh, Hanjiman T solo. Um, is it Han or Han? I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I like saying Han more. I think I was, I was watching uh, Empire Strikes Back uh, a few nights ago, and that's how Lando says it is Han. And that's how I said it as a kid, but just gradually decided Han was right. I don't think Billy D. Williams cared very much or knew where oh, he was. Oh, I feel that's completely certain. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's become like the bit where he mispronounces his name like on purpose. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in, in, in uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story, your favorite movie, they he does oh, it okay. intentionally. He's like, it's Han, actually. He's like, no problem, Han, you know. Okay, I totally forgot that, yeah. Yeah, so we find out that this thing is from the... Uh, the shipyards of Corellia. Um, I guess like Ahsoka's like, I'm on my way. And um, hologram, Olivia, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, whatever, is talking <laughs> to Sabine. And she's like, you know, you're doing a great job. Like Ahsoka's just kind of a bitch. Like, you know. <laughs> she gives her a prep talk. And there's some nice little subtle stuff with her eyes and stuff in this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very expressive actress. Mm-hmm. Even helps. when uh, covered in makeup, yeah, yeah, helps a lot. So we get back to Bad Guy Planet, aka Cetos. Uh, all the bad guys are here now, hanging around Stonehenge, um, <laughs> and um, they're like, "What is this place?" And she's like, "And what is this thing?" This is the part where you're like, "It would have been cool if we figured out like what this thing was and how they knew all these things." And she's like. This place was built by an ancient people from a distant galaxy. That's so like they kind of explained that a little bit. And um, she's like, you want to see where they come from? And she uses her witchcraft by plugging the thing into the the Stonehenge USB. And it opens like like a green Bunsen burner. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it shows like the galaxy where where Thrawn has been vanished to. Uh, Is it a uh, galaxy? Further away now, or is it close? You think? Yeah. Uh, far, far, far. Oh, from us? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, don't I mean, know. have we seen a second galaxy in Star Wars, or has it all been in the one? It's all been in the one, baby. We don't even know if that place has desert planets. Then. We know it's halfway to Peridia. Yeah. Whatever the they say that means, I don't. What? Yeah. <laughs> is there a they whale planet? I don't know. There's so much I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, the eye of Scion is on its way. I recognize that. <laughs> I did too. I rose my yeah. hand and said that out loud. Um, yeah. He probably has no relation to what I'm thinking of with it being a Knights of the Old Republic thing. But. Yeah, he was like a powerful, like, dark force wielder from the days of the Knights of the Old Republic who, like, yeah, sat yeah, like a lot of his body. Falling apart. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Famously had like no eye and like crumbly skin and mm-hmm. shit like that, you know? Um Yeah. Uh I like how the um the Jedi girl Jedi is like kind of hesitant. She's like, why are we like trusting this fucking lady? Like, what's gonna happen basically when we bring back Thrawn? And he's like, for some people it's gonna be war, for some people it's gonna be bad. And she's mm-hmm. like, Well, what's it gonna be for us? And he just says, like, absolute power. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. it wasn't quite that much emphasis, but that's just. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so Bad Lady Jedi goes to Corellia with the help of somebody called Morak, who we have not seen yet. Um, yeah, to, to basically uh, find um, some sort of like transport thing. They don't like say what it is, I think, at this part yet, right? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing here. I only watched it like an hour ago, so that's like <laughs> ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the brain of a goldfish when it comes to short-term memory. Like, right, like uh, you write everything down, you tattoo your skin like the guy from Memento, and like yeah, yeah. take uh, take uh, Polaroids of space whales and write like Purgle on it. Uh, <laughs> Go to the supermarket uh, and show Oh my god. On Corellia, um Mary Elizabeth Winston and Ahsoka meet up where um shown kind of famous astromech droid from Rebels, right? Chopper. Yeah, Chopper. Uh, one of the he's kind of a meme at this point where he's has one of the higher body counts in the Star Wars universe where he's <laughs> taking down a few ships that had like forty thousand people on it or something. And He's uh he's a malcontent. He's he's a fun droid. Mm-hmm. He's one of the characters from Rebels that does have personality. That can't speak English. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should do a um like a fake trailer with uh Chopperheimer where it's like he's got the same thing where he's like responsible for this high body count, but he's like sitting there trying to be content with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Just flash bombings of Hiroshima or whatever <laughs> Chopper did. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so they meet up with this like real swarmy Weasley dude. We both thought it was, uh, what's his name? He's from like Tony Shalubesque. Yes, yes. He's a Shalubism. He's a Shalubite, some would say. Um, this dude works in the 13th tribe? No. Yeah, he has the 13th tribe. That's the lost tribe. The tribe of Shalubism. Um, <laughs> there's the Asnazis. There's the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Oh, my God. Instead of becoming dentists, they became fucking middle management and not Carillion mine or whatever the fuck this, this guy is. This very much a, uh, a bureaucrat, an evil bureaucrat. Oh. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So they, they show them around Elsbeth's. Uh, former facility because she previously like for the empire like mined some sort of material that like built hyperdrives that's what they're doing here by the way they're trying to find a hyperdrive they don't know it yet um all the workers working there were told by the shalubit is um like they didn't fire any of the guys who had imperial leanings because they didn't have time to do that because like they had to keep operations going in order to keep up with the demands of the new republic and they're like aren't you worried that like these people are fucking space nazi sympathizers and he's like man if you're a blue collar guy you don't give a fuck who's in charge as long as it fucking pays you know what i mean um yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winsett kind of grills Ahsoka over being like such a bitch and not taking Sabine on as her apprentice. <laughs> yeah, she wants her to take her back on, which is good. Good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Really, the Winsett stuff that I enjoyed most was this interaction with uh, this bureaucrat where she's yeah. talking about how she has uh, 
she has the ability to declassify shit that he's telling her is classified, and it's just a little fun uh, exchange of uh, uh, dick waving, I guess. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, they're in this uh, like control center, and there's this like gigantic fucking hyperdrive just sitting there. And she's like, the New Republic doesn't need a giant hyperdrive. Like, what is this being commissioned for? And Shaloub's like, oh, I'll find out for you now. And he's like, oh, it's classified. She's like, I'm the head general of the fucking <laughs> military. Like, what do you mean it's fucking classified? And it takes like a, a C-3PO protocol droid to be like, oh, I know about that thing. Blah, 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 blah. It's yeah. being taken off right now. Look outside, you know? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He tells him about the HK droid. She asked about it. Like, maybe one of those had been repurposed for manual labor. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. And then a bunch of guys say like "Hail Hitler" and like "fucking." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's exactly what happens there. Uh, yeah, and the ship with the uh, hyperdrive starts taking off. Um. So like Ahsoka like just jumps out a window like real dramatically and starts chasing it down like she's gonna catch a spaceship while Mary Elizabeth Winstead <laughs> and Chopper like ready. I think it's called the Phantom or something like that. Their yeah, yeah. their ship. Um, so we had Mary Elizabeth Winstead in this like space dog fight, uh, trying to throw a tracker. So at least like they're going to lose it. They know that, but they're going to be able to track this thing while Ahsoka, uh, who confronts like an inquisitor, um, like a masked force wielding person with the inquisitor blade. And I just like the person they, they called him Merrick. I, uh, there are a lot of theories about who this could be. I, uh, Joe Rogan, America. Well, him having a full mask and stuff like that, I, I do know that his lightsaber is fully red. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so and maybe it's just a trick of the light. Who knows? But There uh, are theories that this is Ezra. Yeah, yeah, I hope that's not the case. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I just heard an embarrassed Ophi with it. I would, wouldn't mind seeing a follow-up on because it's, who got Ahsoka kicked out of the Jedi Order initially? She's a fallen Jedi. Uh, all space in the Jedi Order. And uh, so there's a narrative tie there. And it's one of the mysteries and stories what happens to her. What is her fate? Okay. This is what it looks like a dude. So. I mean, that would be better than Ezra, I think, at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it, I assume that character is going to come back at some point, but. Who knows when? Uh, yeah, they'll probably tell us all about it, not show us any of it, like the show yeah. has the tendency to do. They'll probably um, do that and then kill her in a book, like a size of interest. That's the way to go. <laughs> they probably already have. We just don't know it. Yeah, probably. unless you went on their Wikipedia today and found out otherwise. I no, yeah, yeah, I did go on. I I don't think there's any resolution there. A few other theories are uh, Star Killer from Force Unleashed, uh, Mayor's Hidden Apprentice or whatever, making him canon again. Uh, that would make people mad. <laughs> Some people would be thrilled, but yeah, I I don't have strong opinions about it. It doesn't even need to be revealed to me, but yeah, uh, it could just be a cool action figure doing action figure things. Absolutely, that is a totally fine thing to do because I kind of hope that Ray Stevens is the interesting villain this season. Yeah, or the yeah. interesting anti-hero at this point. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll get there a little bit further on. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. A bit of dialogue that I like that gives yeah. them depth. Uh, I like how this uh, Inquisitor is wearing a cape and then, like, drops it, like, very dramatically. 
There's a dashing to it. I, I saw people complaining that it was a little slow, but the action in the series feels like a, a even mix between the original trilogy and the prequels, as far as style, where the original trilogy is more classic sword fighting. Uh, the prequels are more fancy, bordering on nonsense at times, but... The ping pong ball yeah. effect. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I like both for different reasons sometimes, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish when the Inquisitor got on the ship and, like, threw his inquisitor lightsaber like mm-hmm. a boomerang that after it passed ahsoka there was like a a guy with like a hockey mask in like um like a leather kind of uh singlet who like stuck his hand up to catch it and got his hand <laughs> cut off and then like <laughs> back like in uh mad max 2 yes yes <laughs> that would have been fun um yeah so i mean rather successful they know where this thing is is going mm-hmm. at this point, right? One last uh, Merrick theory. Uh, mm-hmm. Not really a serious one, but whatever happened to Kyle Katarn from the uh, Star Wars Dark Forces game? Make that guy canon again. Love that guy. I love Kyle Katarn. Love that guy. What and was the guy? And like, it just adds to the buy-in of this already ridiculous show. Of, like, who the fuck is Kyle Katarn? You have to go yeah. buy DOS again and. Or yes, or yes, just buy on good old games or Steam. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the name of the guy from um, Shadows of the Empire? Um, oh, uh, Dash Rendar, right? Dash Rendar. What if it's Dash Rendar? He's not. He's not bulked up enough to be Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar was jacked. Yeah, it was mainly shoulder pads on that guy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he was the uh, the red table Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, many a pouch on uh, Dash Rendar. Um, but Kyle Katan would be like the move, right? I I would hate to have seen him fall to the dark side, but still, you know. <laughs> was he force sensitive? I don't really remember enough of uh, Shadows of the Empire. I don't believe I, he was, but. Yeah. I like the uh, first-person shooter elements of that. I like that game. I like those games quite a bit. Like those were the that was a classic era where like Lucasfilm just put out like or Lucas Arts rather put out like so many video games back then. Like pre prequel trilogy, post fucking re release. Like there was just so much coming out of Lucasfilms at that point, and they were all like multimedia tie-ins. So they were like comic books and novels, and I was. 12 so it all worked really well for me at that time you know um sabine now fully healed uh she goes back up to her her space needle to uh carefully lay out her mandalorian armor in dramatic fashion and give herself a haircut and um visits the mural with the uh the tumblr page of the the rebels fan art um before ahsoka comes to pick her up to go on an adventure. Um, they're told that the hyperdrive is um, being sent off a uh, planet named Setos, uh, which we know is a cool bad guy planet. And away we go. And on the uh, on the flight over, she calls her Padwan, right? Mm-hmm. Very nice. So now we see the, uh, the Eye of Scion being built basically with all these hyperdrives kind of linked up outside of the, uh, the bad guy world. Visually, this looks really cool. Like I, I dug all this. This is that like 
practical kind of like, oh, look, all of those are hyperdrives. I know what those do. Like yeah, yeah. 2001 Space Odyssey, Interstellar kind of sci-fi slow shit that I really dig. You know what I mean? That Star Wars doesn't do all the time. Um, we know they're being linked up um, and used to find Thrawn, right? Um, yes. It's going to be the thing that, that I guess you hook up mad hyperdrives. You could build like a super hyperdrive or something or like a wormhole. Or something yeah, makes them go faster and yeah. gives them more power, I guess. And we don't need no stinking space whales where we're going. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Rita Repulsa is talking about all this to um, hologram of uh, Ray Stevenson and and the the bad Jedi girl and the Inquisitor, and she's like, "I, you look kind of hesitant there, Ray Steven," and he's like. Well, it would just kind of be a shame to to kill Ahsoka at this point. You know, there's yeah. not a lot of Jedi's left. So, like, I feel kind of bad about it, which kind yeah. of gives and freedom. kind of questions him a, a bit about it. Like, or, uh, like questions his loyalty just a tad. And he's like, no, but it's it's still true that there's not many. And he's not really, he doesn't really want to wipe out the yeah. Jedi. Yeah. yeah, she's she's like sentimental, are you? And he's like, no, just romantic, you know, yeah. <laughs> like or something I mean, like that. Something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like he's not on he her side. He's just being paid. Yeah. 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 He's getting paid for what he's doing and he's doing it well. He just, he doesn't necessarily like what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, definitely gives a character some depth and uh, we'll see a pretty obvious baby face turn. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe not by him, but maybe after he's killed, his apprentice will have mm-hmm. a turn or, Maybe we'll see him fight off against his apprentice or something along those lines. I don't know. Time will tell. Um, do you have anything else that you want to say about the newest Star Wars Disney Plus series, Ahsoka, Part 1, Master and Apprentice, and Part 2, what is it called? Bedknobs and Broomsticks? Boil, boil, <laughs> toiling trouble. Yes. Uh, before we jump into our uh, our final thoughts and our reviews on the premieres, Travis. No, no. All right, let's uh, let's get into this. Tell us how you really feel. Let's read this. So we here at the Fett and the Furious rate and review each of these installments from one to five space whales. One space whale being the worst, five space whales being the best. We do accept half space whales. Uh, Travis, for both the sake of brevity and the uh, kind of this felt like one gigantic episode. It, this was like the premiere, like Welcome to the World. I don't think we need to rate and review these things uh, episode by episode. It kind no, of felt like, no. one, yeah. What do you say? One out of five space whales for the first two parts of the newest Disney plus star Wars series, Ahsoka. Okay. For me, it's a three and a half out of five. I liked this episode. I wish there was less downtime in it. I'm glad that Ahsoka and, uh, has agreed to be training Sabine again so that we aren't having to cut back and forth between their storylines. I'm going to spend time with the Ahsoka story and, it will be easier if Sabine is right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I like the action. Uh, I my only issue is like I was somewhat lost 
<laughs> with some of the, yeah. uh, the throwbacks and everything, and I've seen a significant amount. Like, fucking, I've seen all of Clone Wars, uh, most of Rebels, and I was still like, what is... <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, if I wasn't... If I hadn't, I don't know what I would think. Then again, maybe we're just old, and that's not how people consume media anymore, and people just YouTube stuff, and that that's good enough. <laughs> and, and that kind of, like, concerns me, because I... Since we started this podcast, I have intentionally stayed off of um, YouTube channels that do recaps and rehashes yeah. um, and and all of those things so, until we publish the episode, until we do the recording. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons why I was kind of excited when like Kira came to you and I to, to start a podcast in general is because I like that kind of shit on the internet. And I watch a lot of that kind of content and, and those kinds of review channels on the internet. And every time I watch them, I always thought in my head, like my friends and I can do that as well as these guys. <laughs> can, and we can bring her, you, you know what I mean? Like we know as much about the West coast Avengers as Brian Airy at screen crush. You know what I mean? Where, you know, we can actually talk about these things and, um, you know, I stay away from stuff like that. And when I started this, I've seen even less of the animated stuff than, than you have. And I texted you as I was watching them where, you know, I was, I was genuinely like, Oh no, I might not like this because it's doing all telling and no showing and totally harboring on pre-existing knowledge of characters and scenarios that it kind of expects you to be acquainted with rather than giving you a reason um, to care by acquainting you with them properly in the um, story that, that you're, you're being told that famous Stanley, you know, everyone's comic is a first comic. Everyone's podcast is their first podcast. So catch people up. Um, so they know what the hell is happening and don't harbor on pre-existing knowledge. I know it's kind of almost like uh bastard uh, bastardist, I guess I don't know if that's a word. It's it's like treacherous for me to say. Um Revenge of the Sith is my least favorite of the Star Wars prequels, almost movies, um, mm -hmm. discounting Rise of Skywalker. And the reason is because Whenever I watch that movie, I try and think, would I care about any of the events that are happening in the last half of this film if I didn't know anything about Star Wars? Because if I was basing what I know about Anakin Skywalker off of Phantom Menace and Clone Wars and what I've seen of Revenge of the Sith up until the point where he turns to the dark side, like I don't like this guy or care about this guy. And you know, I don't think he's very well developed. So him turning to the dark side, like why the fuck would I care? Unless I had the knowledge of what was to come and, and, you know, years and years of history with, with this character as Darth Vader and the stuff with Ahsoka, I, I got that. She's this wounded warrior. I think they did that pretty well and i think having an actress like rosario dawson at the, the the head of this series is very helpful because she can act her way out of a paper bag with no script if she had to um but 
I didn't understand the positions that she found herself in or the positions that she found herself in with these other characters or any of the situations that the other characters found themselves in interaction wise, other than the stuff that was like throwing the plot forward directly and like what adventure they're on now, everything was just um, like, like exposition wise and character development wise was being told to me and not being shown to me uh, other than the stuff that was directly related to like, getting this orb to pop it into a USB to set up the super hyperdrive thing, blah, 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 blah. Um, now, like you said that Sabine and, and Ahsoka are together. We're actually going to be able to see this interaction between them and understand why these tensions are high and the resolution of those tensions so I am excited about that. I'm hoping that this was just table setting, albeit the wrong kind of table setting. It's it's the kind of table setting. You know what I mean? It's not the kind of table setting that I wanted. I would have rather had uh, set up as to like, hey, for those of you who don't know who Ahsoka Tano is and why people like her so much, mm-hmm. here's a little glimpse of that, you know, Um rather than just having her go on like a Tomb Raider adventure, kind of be a cunt and be told by other characters, like, you know, she's being a bit of a cunt because she's gone through all this stuff. Um, now that we have that out of the way, I'm excited for where the story is going to go. Yeah, like seeing her train uh, Sabine is a way that they could give them some fun interactions to build both characters up and to make you care about them potentially thousand percent and especially with you know jedi force training so much of that is letting go of your past and letting go of your emotion and letting go of you know the kind of buddhist stuff and the japanese Mm -hmm. kind of samurai stuff where it's like separate yourself from all of the things that are making you an emotional mess so you can kind of harbor that emptiness into this weapon and you know it's grounds for mental gymnastics of like, Oh my God, all the rage I feel. And like, you get it out. Like you could give us backstory in that kind of storytelling and have quick bursts and flashbacks. I don't need to see a giant flashback of everything that happened in rebels. Like I just need like a burst. Like, Oh, I understand why that person's there. Like that little glimpse in the Mandalorian where it showed him like getting his uh, community destroyed before the Mandalorians. Mandalorians. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, before the Mandalorians like picked them up. I was like, oh, I understand why this guy hates, hates droids. droids. Yeah. And I and I understand why he would have been taken in by this like borderline cult at that point in time that turned him into this living weapon. Um through this like 30 second flashback. Same thing with Andor. We got a little bit of like Andor's backstory and why he would have been so rebellious and such a shitty guy up until the point. Mm-hmm we've seen them we didn't get any of that in this episode and i think that's because feloni and company are they're they're hoping we'll familiarize ourselves by absorbing all of the pre-existing material which is something i don't have the time nor the patience for at this point <laughs> as an adult. it's a big ask a big buy-in a much bigger buy-in than hey 
watch all 18 of these movies that are all gigantic movies that everyone in the world loves, like the Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe was prior to Infinity War. Um, or, you know, catch up with Force Awakens. Like, what do I have to do? Literally watch six movies. And even of the six, you only really have to watch three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you'll get the gist of it, you know? And if you don't, like, at least you'll be able to follow around. So, like, you know, um, you know, when they Han Solo pops up, they're like, famous pirate. No, he's a fucking uh, general in the army. And he's like, maybe he's both. And, like, you get it. Like, even if you've never seen a Star War, mm-hmm. you get who he is in that dumb J.J. Abrams movie, you know? Um, <laughs> so so for this, I, I, I'm, I'm so down the middle on this thing. This is like a 2.5 out of 5 where, right. yeah, yeah. you know, I like the action a lot. I think it looks... As good as it can, really. Um, it thrives on looking very prequely, and I think that's something Filoni wants to kind of do. And I think Lucasfilms is trying to do, uh, so people are a little bit more forgiving of those things, um, and kind of not writing the wrongs because there's nothing like inherently wrong about the way the prequels look, but they're very ambitious films for the times that they came out, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing really aesthetically wrong with them. It's just like they they look a bit sterile at times. Uh, they put the cart before the horse when it comes to computer generated imagery. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, they 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 did so much so early, and that's very admirable. Um, but again, I I have n- nothing but good things to say about like the way this looks. I really like the cast. I really like the action. I just don't like these characters yet. And I want to be shown why Ahsoka Tanu is one of the fan base's favorite fucking characters. I want to be one of those people who's like, yeah, Ahsoka, cool character. I like Ahsoka. You know, a lot of people I know who are like big Star Wars people are like, yo, Ahsoka's the best. I'm like, is she? She seems like kind of a bitch on this show. You know what I mean? (laughs) She's kind of annoying so far. Um, and well, I think you can watch the original Tom Wars one. Then you'll see an annoying character, and then you'll really appreciate the arc that she's got on for her. She's only mildly bitchy you now. Yeah, time will tell, I guess. Um, I do think the second episode was a lot better than the first, and I think a lot of that had to do with it uh, not being directed by Dave Filoni. Uh, oh, although yeah. All of, yeah, all of these were written by Filoni, mm-hmm. uh, but the second episode was directed by a guy named like Seth Greens, who's done. Uh, some episodes of like the Watchmen television show, like you know, oh, yeah, yeah, good television, yeah. yeah, 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 good actual television, and um, yeah, I think I think Filoni, when he's left to his own devices, is is very much like a George co-writer George. wouldn't hurt. A co-writer wouldn't hurt, like a second glance wouldn't hurt. Same shit I've mm-hmm. said about like everything George Lucas has like ever done ever, <laughs> other than a new hope and American graffiti. You know what I mean? Like he falls into that same camp, the whole, like the whole first episode being called master and apprentice is kind of like, uh, Oh boy, does this feel like something George Lucas would have loved? Yeah, you know, did you see the featurette that they released before this came out. It was all about masters and apprentice and talked about George Lucas's relationship with Dave Barone. And, uh, now this is Dave's coming into his own is the idea behind it. Him just being like, what would George have done, basically? Um, 
No, I haven't seen it because Disney Plus fucking only gave me the trailer as the bonus features. Unfortunately, oh, I see. yeah. I was looking for something like that to watch on Disney mm-hmm. Plus today, but it gave me jack and shit. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, uh, and if you're listening to this, if you can give me like a watch these ten episode things five hours whatever yeah yeah i'll sit there and do that i watch youtube for five hours tonight you know what i mean like if you're listening to this and you're on the mcu beyond infinity podcast facebook group pop a like list what are the fucking what do i have essential ahsoka that doesn't involve me losing a week of my life like give me like 30 (laughs) minutes a day till wednesday to get me into this character that's what i'm looking for Mm -hmm. right yeah um the news this week travis it's really fucking nothing but uh let's try and be nice about zach schneider for a minute or two (laughs) oh i thought we were going to start with the the dune 2 release being uh postponed for a time all right, let's uh, let's is have a new date, or is it just indefinite? It's March. It's coming out the week after my birthday. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but understandable with the uh, the strikes going on and everything, and their inability to promote anything. Low key happy about this because if Dune came out in November. And Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya, arguably like two of their generation's like biggest like actual celebrities outside of like Billie Eilish and like probably <laughs> Mr. Beast or whatever's on TikTok. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, aren't able to say like, hey, come see this movie. Mm-hmm. And then for the adults of the world, you know, seeing like. Well, it's a miracle that the first movie made money and did well. And I think you're probably right on the money as far as. That being one of the big reasons why it didn't flop as hard as Blade Runner 2049 did, even though they're both very good movies. Yeah, but like the 2049 had like four people in the cast. Like there's that the movie like about isolation kind of, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, it was Ryan Gosling, who we all love. I don't know uh, how the younger audience feels about it, but then like Harrison Ford, who we also all love, but he is 70 years old or so now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, enemy of the podcast, retired bit. Who I'm not going to say. Oh, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't love yeah. him quite as much, but nope, nope. I do love a <laughs> giant. Ruin it. Uh, I, I do love a giant Anna de Armos. I think about her stepping on me all the time. Um, uh, how could you not? How could you not? Yeah, it's it's a it's an American boy's dream, you know, mm. to have a giant Cuban boot <laughs> step on me. <laughs> um, oh, yes. But, yes. but no, that, think about the sprawling fucking cast of the first Dune film. And this one has the fucking guy from Elvis. That guy's like humongous right now. Like if if that guy just started yeah, doing... That very great, weird guy. That- <laughs> who's like stuck in Elvis. Like he all he does is talk like Elvis. Uh, what would you do if Fade Ralph had just like... Thank you very much. Like just like that was like... <laughs> after he like stabbed someone in that black and white sequence. You know uh, what I mean? Um... I I'm bummed. I'm not going to be able to see Dune um, this November, but I don't want Dune two to fail because I of want course. more Dune. I want Denny Villeneuve to be. I, I would like for him to make like another movie, the kind of way like Nolan did, like 
Batman Begins, The Prestige, Dark Knight, Inception. You know, like yeah. he, he uh, did like one like non franchise thing in between all the franchise things. Yeah, because I'm kind of like missing Denis Villeneuve. Like, mm-hmm. like Arrival's the best. Sicario's like the best. Um, mm-hmm. I would like for him to do something in between Dune Part Two and then like whatever he ends up calling the next one, like Doom Messiah, Children of Dune, whatever he ends up calling it. Like Electric apparently he yeah. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. one does star Elvis. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, and Tom he- Hanks in a fat suit. Oh well, the uh, the other news is Rebel Moon's teaser trailer. Yeah, it came out. We're doing teaser and air quotes here. Yeah, it's um, very long. It it uh, I don't usually expect teaser trailers to be more than a minute and a half at most, and this four minutes long nearly. And it's it's, not, yeah, it's very nitpicking, but it's just like they're showing a lot of just somewhat interesting visuals and stuff like that, but. It, I don't know. It, They're I'm showing this. something that long. I want some plot, some coherency, some. Uh, I kind of got bored watching this trailer. <laughs> yeah. They're showing stuff that gets idiots like me who say, I don't like Zack Schneider. And then I see his trailers. I'm like, that movie does look kind of cool. Like, you know what I mean? There's like, some cool stuff in it for sure. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It didn't give me a reason beyond the visuals to want to see this movie kind of. This looks like Schneider at his worst, uh, like with his worst tendencies and trappings. Like the opening shot is 25 <laughs> seconds of various people uh, brushing their hands through fields of grass and wheat. Like mm-hmm. he does in every movie. He's got a scene where people do that for some reason. Most specifically those Superman movies in 300. Um I would assume Gladiator. I don't know if that's the first movie that did it, but that's the one I remember. Uh, that's the one that, like, I remember big time that did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I was joking when the teaser came out, and I said, "I wonder how much better the director's cut is be is going to be, and how much oh, the there's going to be a director's cut at all uh, before yeah, it's even yeah. come out." Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I wonder how much better the director's cut is going to be and how the fans tell me I won't understand it unless I watch the super ultimate edition. And then literally like an hour later, like you or a friend of the podcast, David Zavala was like, it's already happening. And they announced like extended five hour cut. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I don't know if Schneider's capable of making a coherent movie on first try. Mm-hmm. Um, without well, I, having to go back and be like, oh, maybe I should add, you know, another two hours because that plot didn't really make too much sense, and I got too wrapped up in the fucking visual narrative mm-hmm. uh, that's just like showing pretty things. No, and yeah, stuff like cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, look at Schneider's original films were Sucker Punch and that zombie movie, and those are like that. Those are like the dregs of like pop. <laughs> I barely remember Sucker Punch. I remember liking the trailer, and then I don't really remember much about the movie other than it wasn't at all what I was expecting. And uh, sounds like a Zack Snyder movie, Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he yeah. a cool trailer, getting sucked into the fucking theater, knowing you haven't liked any of these guys' movies, and then being like, "Oh yeah, I don't like this guy's movies." Like, remember the fucking oh. Watchmen trailer? That looked so fucking good. It had that. I like the Watchmen more than you do, but yeah, it is. <laughs> 
pretty much all because of visual stuff. Is that right? Yeah, how they totally, you know, rip things off frame for frame from the yeah. comic book, but yeah. somehow fetishized yeah. it. I like yeah. Rorschach's voice. <laughs> yeah, it is cool. Uh, yeah, it's because it, he's the question, and I like the question, and it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's literally me. I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a good guy, though. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, the uh, the fans who don't get it starter pack fucking meme where yeah, it's like Tyler Durden, yeah, Gosling and like everything, you know, except for Ken. Yeah, but yeah. even Ken, even kind of Ken now, Ken kind of falls into that trapping too. Unfortunately, you know that's like Ken's whole thing is he wants he thinks the patriarchy is cool because it involves like dudes <laughs> and horses. So he's like, <laughs> he's like, at first I thought the patriarchy was all about horses, but then I found out that's only part of it. <laughs> like he goes to a library, like just takes out a bunch of books on horses. It's we gotta um, do a. We gotta yeah, do a bar yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be watching that whenever it comes out on home. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. So much Margot Robbie feet. It's out of control. It's fantastic. Your life in plastic. Yeah, yeah. I get mm-hmm. it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm. I. I will say right now, if Rebel Moon comes out and it's one of two things, it blows us away, and we're like, oh my god, this is the Zack Snyder movie that John actually liked. Yeah. Right? We're doing an episode. If it comes out and it's like, it's like sucker punch, fucking Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, like, like, angry. like how did this happen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like now I'm that angry guy on the internet. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where like in the middle of my Man of Steel screening, like some raving lunatic stood up and just started screaming at the screen saying how could this happen and then my friend nick is like dude sit down to me you know what i mean like uh we'll do an episode yeah yeah middle of the road yeah i don't want to fucking cover it if it's just like yeah yeah nothing that's what happened i I don't think it will be i think it will be one of the other kind of where it's where i i if it's not good i'll be disappointed because the visuals aren't bad and it is yeah but that's it's a like Netflix the, movie, right? It's a Netflix movie, unfortunately. Is it two Netflix um, movies? It is two Netflix movies oh and a director's cut. Are they each four hours? They are. And so it's eight hours of television then. Or it, it's eight hours of television, but only the first one has been shot, but it's announced as two movies, and there's a director's cut that's like five and a half hours long. Okay, no, okay. That probably has chapters called like and all the king's men or something like that. Twilight Trouble. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. in trouble, <laughs> master and apprentice, dom and sub, you know, like um what wonderful sights we have to show you, you know, things like that. So um like when Kira was on the show regularly and we're like, we're gonna do a Schneider Cut, we're gonna do a Schneider Cut episode, and then it like came out and we're all like, You have anything to say about Schneider Cut? I'm like, meh. Like we all just kind of like shrugged their shoulders, like Yeah, yeah. Did we do an episode on it? I don't recall. We yeah. did not. We've never done a Schneider episode. No way. Yeah, I could have in my head, but no. Closest we came is um, talking uh, the Watchmen show, I think, or something. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And like we dance around it, and you know, do every time we like Peacemaker comes up, like <laughs> we dance around Watchmen, and 
go on like a 15 minute tirade about Zack Schneider and Doomsday Clock and how Jeff Johns must be stopped at all costs. <laughs> it's reasonable. Yeah. I'm happy to be back in the galaxy far, far away, Travis, and I'm excited to be in a galaxy further away, question mark, maybe closer so, to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we will be trapped in purgatory, hopefully starting next week. Um, and you can join us here at the MCU Beyond Infinity podcast as we continue covering our Fett and the Furious series on Ahsoka season one. Maybe just miniseries, I'm not really sure. If you want to join in on the conversation, though, you can find us on social media at the MCU Beyond Infinity podcast Facebook group, a wonderful place that Kira, Travis, and I have started to talk any and all things related to Star Wars, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, space whales, um, taking Polaroids of your food so you can remember what you ate last night, you name it. Um, you can also reach out to us directly by emailing us at mcubeyondinfinitypodcast at gmail.com. And whatever podcast provider you're listening to this on, please remember to hit that little five-star button at the top of Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or especially Spotify. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends so more people can join the Beyonder community. Um, yeah, with all that being said, my name is John. I'm Travis. And... Bubble Bubble Boiling Trouble. <laughs> <laughs>